This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome to our Be Well podcast series. Today we're going to discuss studying effectively, managing our time and how to get the best out of our learning. Joining me today we have Wendy Lawrenson, Academic Skills Advisor at the University, and students Sam Johnston, Godlin Matthew and Megan Donner. Before we start, can we do some quick introductions so our listeners know who you are and why you volunteered to be part of today's episode? Hello, I'm Wendy Lawrenson from the Student Learning Service. I'm the Academic Skills Advisor for General Strategies and also the Science Advisor. And I'm here really to try and see if I can pass on some hints and tips covering this particular topic. Hi, I'm Sam Johnson. I'm a third year psychology student and I have studied this topic both academically and personally because I've had a lot of exams and essays and things to write. So hopefully I'm going to be able to pass on some knowledge both from my own experience and just from the research base. Uh, Hi, I'm Megan. I'm a third year English student. Um, And I wanted to take part in this because I think it's a great resource. It's something that I personally would use myself because I think everybody could always use some extra advice on how to study more effectively. Hiya, I'm Godlin and I'm a psychology student as well. And I love just being part of the podcast series. I love talking about uh, subjects and like learning about other people's experiences and what they do, basically. (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks, guys. And thanks so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to our discussions today. So being able to organise your time allows you to feel in control and learn more effectively. Good time management can also help to reduce stress and exam anxiety. Do you guys plan your studying each day and how do you prioritise your tasks? I make lists. Like lists are the way to go for me, like everything I need to do for the day and plan accordingly basically <laughs> I don't plan um daily lists I try to usually I find it helpful to do like on a Sunday night that's kind of my reflective day for studying so I kind of like to visualize everything that I've got going on this week so I will write a list and obviously the things that are most urgent I kind of try and put at the top of the list or highlight them and just make it known that they need to be done first because I'm quite bad with procrastinating um, but I do think it's important to plan a balanced schedule and um, to make you know leave some time for flexibility as well because things don't always go to plan so personally I'm really bad for underestimating how long referencing takes me so things like that I always like to kind of take into account when I'm making my plan for the week. I think I can agree with what's been previously said I like to schedule some time uh, so like a block of time during the day where I know I won't have major interruptions uh, and little slots within that where I can really focus and taking time aside to have a break as well because uh, I think that's also uh, important because otherwise you end up just not being productive at all but within that I like to have a bit of flexibility to decide kind of what feels right at that time if I get really into reading something I might continue researching a particular topic a bit longer or if I'm in a good flow for writing then I think having a little bit of adaptability is really useful so you can respond to that. I I agree with what the students are saying I think they've got some brilliant strategies Uh, I think it's really important that you do have a flexible and an achievable uh, schedule and plan for yourself Um, because as we're saying life happens and you may set yourself something to do and then you just don't fancy doing it when you actually come to it. So having backup is really useful and I normally recommend to students that they have catch-up zones during the week. So things take longer than normal or what they, they planned because 
um, as uh, Megan was saying, um, things happen and um, we overestimate what we can get done often in the time that's uh, available. So if we've got catch up zones, it means we can move into those. Uh, so I think that's that's those are really, really good things. Um, another thing that I would uh, add in is we all have times during the day when our concentration is better and times when our concentration isn't so good. And it's really worthwhile taking a bit of time out to try and identify when they are um, because you can be four times more efficient using those times compared with when you're a bit tired. Uh, so that's that's really useful. Quite often students will have something maybe late morning, maybe something in the afternoon and maybe in the evening. And that those are particularly good times. If you've got something a bit more challenging, you can normally tackle those better at those particular points. Just want to come in on that as well that yeah this is absolutely very true it's supported by some research into if you look up chronotypes which is essentially uh different people have different natural bodily states at different times so depending on your metabolism uh and when you're most awake will depend on when you're focused so just because your friend is either up at 9 a.m and in the library studying or you know staying awake till you know 12 and getting up late but you know doing really uh late evening sessions whatever works for you don't feel pressured to follow other people's example uh find a time that works for you where you feel comfortable and stick with that yeah, I was just going to say exactly the same thing. I think some people are inherently more productive at certain times of the day. So I think it's really important to identify that and um, work around those natural productivity, like ebbs and flows, as opposed to, you know, following a very structured routine. I think it's very easy to say to someone, you know, you should wake up very early tomorrow morning and be very productive. But, you know, that would work for me because personally, I would consider myself a morning person, but it wouldn't necessarily work for everybody. So the whole, you know, the... Um, one size fits all doesn't really apply for productivity and studying as well. Yeah, I think that's super interesting and I really like the idea of the, the catch-up zone. I'm definitely really guilty of setting myself a bunch of tasks for the week. I mean, I'm going to be so productive, I'm going to do all of this and I often underestimate how, how long it will take me to do these things. So catch-up zones is something that I'm actually going to impart into my working day now that you've mentioned that I think that's some really really great advice I'm definitely one for using lists and prioritizing it that way you know at the top of top of my list this is my closest deadline this is what I'm going to work on um and I plan out in my my diary as well what I'm going to do for for the day I find that really really helpful and on one of my other podcasts one of the other girls I was was speaking to she also like recommended putting in her diary like when she was going to sleep and like when she was going to eat just because that's really easy to kind of forget about those things and see them as tasks and they're obviously really really important when when we are studying it's really important that we're fueling our bodies effectively and efficiently with the correct nutrients and also getting a, a proper night's sleep really you know because you've we've all kind of chatted about being productive at, at certain times of the day and definitely but without a, a good night's sleep you're really going to struggle to find that time in your day where you are are more productive because you're you're so tired and I think sometimes it can be really difficult to get into your studies because there can be so much distractions especially when we're we're all at home just now whether it be like your phone going off with notifications or there's maybe just something a little bit more interesting on tv that you want to watch and some people, I guess, say that they like kind of thrive under pressure and they need that, that tight deadline to help them to get their head in the game. 
Is this something that any of you guys can relate to? And if so, how have you overcome that? I think one thing that's really worth focusing on is, yes, you absolutely need to take care of yourself first. And by doing so, you are helping your studies more. So making sure that you get some good sleep is incredibly important. And uh, if possible, if that's uh, fairly routine, so you can establish a nice sleep cycle and that you have plenty of time to settle down before you get to bed. Uh, sleep is also incredibly important for memory. Uh, it's actually a time where you're consolidating all of your sh short-term memories that you've learned throughout the day and really making sure that that goes into long-term memory and you'll then be able to use it in exams and things. So I know it's really tempting to cut on your sleep if you're uh, very stressed and studying for something, but it will pay off significantly if you just focus on making sure you have a good sleep schedule and then things that you're learning will actually stay in your head better. So definitely go for that. And just generally take care of yourself. Get out when you need to. Don't forget to go for walks and exercise a bit. Again, that can help cognition. Staying, uh, you know, making sure you have good nutrition and that you're eating properly. All these factors are the first thing to take care of. And if you're in a good place, then you will learn a lot better. So never forget to take care of yourself. I, I agree with everything Sam has said. That's uh, something that I talk about in a lot of my uh, workshops is that the number one study strategy anybody ever has is sleep. That uh, if we have good quality sleep, um, then every other strategy that you use, you will be much more efficient and effective. So the sleep is really important. Uh, it also affects you the following day. So if you've had a good night's sleep, it helps with the memory from the previous day, but also it means you'll have more focus and concentration um, the following day. So sleep is your number one. And often, as uh, Sam was saying, it's the thing that can often go by the board working till three o'clock in the morning and basically upsetting all our rhythms and so on. Uh, so I think that's really um, important. And I also agree that um, it's really important to ha have uh, the nutri correct nutrients with um, food, but also keeping yourself hydrated um, with fluids. And I know it sounds a bit funny, but actually having plenty of fluids makes you go to the bathroom and if you go to the bathroom you are getting up you're walking around and you're moving and I often say to students about 50 50 you can spend 50 percent of your time studying actually at a desk but the other 50 percent you need to be moving around in some way or another so that could be creating posters on the wall it could be going for a walk and listening to a podcast or listening back to something and that factors in with the exercise as well um, that studies are showing that exercise after uh, studying uh, seems to help with memory and retention of information so um, yes and lots of helpful things from Sam there. I think um, going back to um, needing that pressure to kind of get more work done and be productive I think I'm definitely guilty of that it's not something I usually admit but um, I think sometimes I work better when I have that little bit of extra pressure you know that the deadline is creeping up but I think saying that um, it can also be quite damaging and dangerous for our mental health as well you know because that then leads to a lot of frustration and guilt if we don't manage to get everything done and obviously stress and anxiety inducing as well um, and I think that you know something that students talk about a lot is experiencing a burnout and I don't think sometimes we realise we are going through that until it's too late and we are very overwhelmed with stress um, 
So I think that recognising your, your limits and taking regular breaks can be just as effective as intense study periods. I think that's glamorised quite a lot as well and it shouldn't be. I think we need to start prioritising sleep and eating properly just as much as being productive and getting work done. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you've just said, said there, Megan. Like, wow, like I definitely work to, to deadlines. Like you do need that little bit of pressure to kind of give you that kick to, to sometimes get that get something done if you think oh I, I can do it tomorrow I can do it tomorrow I can do it tomorrow then suddenly you can't put it off um and there's definitely pros and cons of both you know like like you say the the pressure and you can get really stressed and then possibly you're not producing your best work as well because you've maybe not had time to to proofread that essay or something but I've now tried to kind of change the way that I, I'm working and set myself more achievable goals each day so whether that be I'm going to write an introduction and it's got to be achievable you know if I say I'm going to write a full essay that isn't going to happen I'm going to feel disappointed at the end of the day that I've not achieved what I wanted to do but if it's I'm going to do my introduction then I'm going to do my paragraph for whatever section then I can feel happy and if I manage to go over and above that then then brilliant but obviously I've got to have the time management correctly that if I want to set myself those small achievable goals I guess you need to be more prepared in advance because you can't do that if your deadline's tomorrow and you've not started till that day and definitely I'm a big big believer in getting out and getting some exercise it really really helps to not only reduce your stress but induce like creative thinking and you know you're getting away from your computer screen all the digital fatigue and stuff just you know the stress of just sitting at your computer getting out maybe doing a little bit of exercise it doesn't have to be vigorous it simply can just be a walk in nature for 10-15 minutes it doesn't have to be much at all but really just getting out there and taking regular breaks will really help your motivation and productivity. Um, I think time management skills are really important because in my flat I live with seven people so there's a lot of distraction so what I like to do is I like just treat uni as like a nine-to-five job and I just go to library and then just do that and then come back and then have my catch-up time and basically go on a walk with my friends and that's just easier to do and it's like easy to plan out what goals I can achieve and yeah. Yes, I think plans are really good because they give your goals and challenges a home. And if you've got a home for them and you've written it down, you're more likely to actually do it. Uh, so the psychologists amongst us will to, to say that it's trying to get the brain from, well, that's something I can do to actually I will do it to I am actually doing it. And if we can make those goals and challenges um, small enough, it sort of lowers the barrier to motivation so any big task if we can break them down into smaller ones that are more achievable we're more likely to say oh that's something I can do a big essay can often feel really overwhelming and therefore we keep putting it off but if we can say right um, I'm just going to look at this particular aspect and break it down into small bite-sized chunks the uh, barrier to actually starting it is reduced but the other factor that's really important is rewards and often we'll reward ourselves at the very end you know because uh, my it's going to be I get an A1 in my essay which is as much as it would be really nice to get the likelihood of that happening is perhaps not that high but what we should be doing is rewarding ourselves not just for completing the actual big 
uh, task or even each of the mini stages, we should be rewarding ourselves for starting. And that is really important. Is really important. So the fact that I've started it, I'm going to do something that rewards the fact that I've started. And this reinforces this positive behavior. Um, so rewards are really important. What that reward will be will be up to you. And uh, going back to like to-do list, it could be not just having a point where you're going to um, eat and when you're going to sleep, which are really important, but maybe really factoring in those times when you are going to do your check your messages, your MS messages, see what people are saying on WhatsApp or Twitter or whatever it is. But you factor that in because if otherwise you'll be wanting to think about my phone's just buzzed while while I was here because I was umming and ahhing whether to record with that. Um, but I put it off, put it on airplane mode or actually have it in a completely different room for the time that I'm actually working. And 30 minutes an hour, it's not a big thing to be able to say, right, I'm going to put it out of the way to allow myself a bit of focus and concentration and avoid distractions. Um, so I think that's that's important as well. Um, I just wanted to go back to uh, what Godwin was saying as well about going to the library to study because um, I think it's really important when planning because um, a lot of people prefer studying in a consistent place you know people identify one place where they're the most focused um, I personally love switching it up I think one thing I've struggled with a lot during lockdown is having to work in the same space where I'm supposed to be relaxing and socialising I think it's very hard to switch off from your phone and work emails and things when you're in the same space so I think you know that's one thing I miss a lot is you know spending some time in the library and then perhaps going to a cafe because sometimes I like conversational background noise or sometimes I prefer absolute silence I think that's another you know place is really important to consider as well when you're planning your study schedule yeah absolutely the context is really important and finding somewhere that works for you and also having that be reliable is actually really beneficial for learning so uh, again there's a a term in memory called context reinstatement and what that is is essentially it's easier to recall information uh, if you were in a similar environment to when you learned it. So if you've ever listened to a podcast, say, while going for a walk, if you walk along that same route, you might discover that suddenly the things that you were listening to come flooding back and that's context reinstatement. That's uh, the cues that are all in the environment and around you. So if you are working somewhere consistently, you will start to pick that up and that will help you remember and then if you are testing yourself, you know, writing an assignment or, you know, doing an exam in that uh, situation as well, it will again kind of help that memory come back. So that is another way you can just make your revising a little bit more effective. And to what Wendy said, uh, yeah, don't be results orientated. It it's, seems really simple, but if you are entirely focusing on uh, what your results are, you're going to neglect the process. And that's really important. Uh, so do make sure to reward yourself and focus on what are you actually doing each day that contributes to it because ultimately there is an element of chance and you know which questions come up and, and just how things turn out uh, you know, what the marking is like uh, so focusing on the things that are entirely in your control uh, the process the day by day uh, and making that as good as possible is really key yes I, I agree agree with that um, I'm often saying to students that actually what it's the uh, process or the journey that you take that's actually the important part the steps that you progress through and that the essay will happen anyway that and you will submit on time uh, so it's those mini steps that are the important things not the actual big thing 
um, at the end. And also uh, with Sam, with this idea of actually being in the same place, um, it, it can also be helpful to be somewhere different because you'll remember it because it was a bit more, bit odd and because you were, you were somewhere else. There's um, a technique that we cover in the Memory Tricks workshop, which is called the Journey Technique, which uh, is similar and um, <clears throat> where you, you use the same route uh, and each week maybe you want to focus on a, a different aspect and you sort of say right between this lamppost and the next lamppost as I'm walking along I'll try and remember these three key facts and by doing that um, several times a week it really helps to re reinforce it or um, it links in with the old Roman villa technique that certain objects and doorknobs and traffic lights and things like that they can be associated with various facts and, and ideas uh, so I think those are that's a really good um, thing to be aware of. I think that's such an interesting perspective and something that I feel like will really help a lot of our listeners if they are kind of struggling. It's quite often when we've got like study tips be, being shared, they can be quite similar. And obviously there is the importance of like the, the balanced diet and the sleep and the exercise. All these things are like come as a package to, to how we how we can learn. But but ultimately it's kind of these processes which people are often looking for support with you know retaining that information why can't they retain information so I think it's really important to to have that perspective and I feel as students and as human beings in general actually it can feel really hard sometimes to constantly be on top of things and you might feel like you're continually chasing your tail so kind of just on that, do you guys have any helpful study tips or have you come across any resources when you've been studying that have helped you to feel more in control of your learning? So absolutely. A few things that I'd say. Um, well, firstly, we actually had a lecturer uh, at Aberdeen until recently called Emily Nordman, and one of her big uh, uh, study topics was uh, pedagogy and how to best learn and learning strategies or uh, lecture recordings and how to use those. And those are really interesting. So one clear thing is to be active in your learning. So you may think that, okay, rereading over your notes for the you know 50th time is, is making it sink in, but it's really not. Uh, and if you're just sitting there with notes or a highlighter, you would be much better, like, put your notes away, cover them up, see if you can write down everything that's in them, see if you can express it clearly and concisely, try and teach it to someone else, uh, you know, put it on flashcards and test yourself as to what everything is, but actually having that recall where you're not just looking over it and you can kind of fool yourself into thinking you know it all already, but you actually have to retrieve that information, you actually have to put it down uh, in something that's slightly similar to the kind of context you're going to see in an exam. And the one other thing I would say is space practice is so much better than massed practice. Again, there's a wealth of evidence on this. If you are going to learn something, it is better to do a little bit over a long time than it is to do one big clump where you just focus. You get a lot more interference that way, whereas each time you come back to it, you're reconsolidating and reconsolidating and your learning will be much better for it. So if you are going to schedule learning, it's better to do, you know, uh, 20 minutes a day over a few weeks than it is to do a whole, you know, two afternoons, uh, two days before the exam. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, uh, some of the resources that I like to use is, is from the uni actually, it's called Achieve. 
and like there's like examples of reports and what's included in a report or there's loads of things in there and when I'm just unsure about like a new assignment there's like guidelines and marking schemes in there which are, I find really helpful just to when you've done your report just to look over oh have I included that or have I missed anything out yeah, if you're going to write to a task, then make sure that you know uh, the learning outcomes or the uh, what's to be included, what's going to be marked, the sections that you're supposed to have, and just go back and tick box, check that off at the end, because that will be the marking scheme that often your markers will have. And so it will be very obvious if you're missing something and just five minutes to check through that you have included all of these things and that they're fairly well signposted can really help. Okay. Well, it's nice to hear from Godlin that someone's using our resources. So that, <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really good that people are accessing them and finding them useful. So thank you very much for that, Godlin. Um, yeah, so, so within uh, Achieve and Achieve Plus, uh, we've got a load of resources, uh, including things. Uh, one of the ones, it's uh, 20 top tips for motivation and study. Um, and that picking up on what Sam was saying, um, I'm a real advocate of um, active learning that we need to personalize the information. Um, I would say I would have to Wendify it uh, because the information that's presented has come from somebody else's brain and I've got to actually go through that process. Uh, and so I, I do a little cycle that's covered in quite a few things. And uh, it's basically, first of all, what do I know about this? What's my current knowledge? What do I need or want to learn or what gaps have I got? How am I going to do that? What strategy am I going to use? And then checking what have I learned? What do I now know that I didn't know before? And that's part of the active um, learning uh, cycle um, so that you are trying to make sure that what you're doing is interactive. It's encouraging uh, you making connections with the information. So that's a really good thing to think about sort of what, you know, know, want, uh, how, learnt and that sort of is, a, is a, it's in used in a lot of the handouts um the 20 top tips and creating planners and various other things just picking on uh, the other thing was about um the other thing is what i call short focus little often um and that's what we should be thinking about is keep our study sessions short but focus on a specific aspect something tangible that we can we can work on so we're doing little bits but we're doing lots of them and that sort of fits in with what sam was saying about we're better doing several shorter sessions rather than trying to do one big thing and doing it over a longer period of time it allows the brain to create connections and links and assimilate the information so he made a good point there uh, i was just gonna follow on from what sam was saying um about the active um studying as well i found that really helpful when i had to memorize a lot of theory and things like that for exams i think that was my one of my struggles coming to university because i do english now so I don't really have exams. I think my biggest challenge of the week is kind of setting very specific time allocation for reading and then doing the studying as well. But I definitely agree with that point of, I think if you can explain something to somebody else, I think that just is one of the most effective ways of studying. Um, yeah. Yes, I think that's that's really, yeah, it's really important to uh, Megan. Um, I'd say there's three things. Uh, uh, if you... Um, can write about it, you can explain it to someone else and you can discuss it. Usually you can understand understand it. So that's you know, so and apply it. That's the that's the main one. So if you can explain it and dis and discuss it, um, write about it and apply it. That's the application stage is that one step further. That usually means you can understand it. Great, thanks guys. We have like 
a load of services available at, at the university to support our students. And we've kind of touched on this already, but Wendy, I wonder as an academic skills advisor, you can tell our listeners a little bit more about how your team can support students. Okay, um, the Student Learning Service uh, actually works with all students from first year right the way through to PhD students. Uh, across the board, it doesn't matter what subject area they're studying. And we have um, help for general academic skills. So that's my area. So everything from planning and time management, note taking, presentation skills, revision exams, all that side of things. Uh, we've also got um, our specialist area on academic writing, which has been touched on already by uh, Godlin with the videos that my colleagues have done. And uh, we all have workshops that um, work alongside this. And also we have handouts uh, on this uh, in Achieve and Achieve Plus. We've also got help for maths uh, with our maths support advisor. And we also work with students who've got a specific learning difference, such as uh, dyslexia, dysgraphia, um, and so on. Uh, so we work on the academic side, which is different to student support who are really looking at the logistical side of putting provisions in place. Uh, so we, we, as I say, we work across the whole of the university. We don't proofread and we can't work on uh, with students on work that is prior to submission, but we can work on uh, feed with feedback on uh, pieces that have, have already been submitted and um, the, they've got their grades. Thanks, Wendy. That's really helpful to know. And I think that'll be really helpful to some of our listeners. And I just wondered, Sam, Megan, Godlin, as students, have you guys used any of our services at the university? And if so, have you found them useful? So uh, one thing that I will mention here is uh, I'm dyslexic and I found a lot of the resources for that really useful. And also for that, the assistive technologies can also be a big help. So if you both, uh, you can get some through the uni and there's just some generally. So if you are really struggling to read, you know, 50 papers in a week uh, that you need to go over or, or something ridiculous, then have a look at things, you know, like text to speech functions, uh, because there are a lot of ways that can just help with that. If you struggle with a specific thing, if there's different ways you like to learn and uh, use and have information, then those can be really good. So just make sure to check through uh, the resources and see if there's anything that's useful for you. And if you have uh, a different way of learning, then that's great because often there are ways to support and facilitate that. And if you can learn in a way that suits you best, then that really will help you. Um, I've used the resource where, for feedback as well. Sometimes when lecturers give you feedback, it's very vague and you're not, you don't understand what they're trying to tell you. So I had booked an appointment last semester just to see for one of my reports. I didn't do as well as I thought. And it was nice to just talk to someone and see what I could get better, what I should do and what I've missed, basically. Um, yeah, I've also used the resource for feedback as well, because I think that's one of the most effective ways to then progress and to obviously um, do better or, you know, in the next assignment. But also um, one thing, as well as all of the student support that's available, I think one thing that I have done in the last year as well as contact my personal tutor so they're not my tutor for my specific modules but it's nice to have that kind of consistent reassurance because I think sometimes it can be quite overwhelming when you're constantly changing modules and classes and so to have one person who is there who has been there really since the first year who you can go to if you're struggling or if you're overwhelmed with studying I think that's also really important. 
Thanks for sharing, guys. That's so nice to hear that you've had some positive experiences using our university support services and helping you through your revision and your learning and progressing in your studies. It's so nice to hear. And I hope that some of our listeners that are listening will and maybe haven't used any of our services will have heard your your stories and then, you know, tap into that resource as well to help them. And I would just like to kind of end the episode by thanking you guys so much for coming along and chatting today. I've learned a lot from you guys, although I'm not a student, there's definitely things that I can apply into my working day to help me be like work more effective and produce more quality work. So I'm definitely going to try some of the kind of processes that you that you've chatted today. And again, just thank you so much for coming on to the episode. And if any of our listeners um, would like any more information about any of the themes we've discussed today, please visit the University of Aberdeen website and search Study Well, and you'll find all of the links to the resources that we've discussed in our episode today. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.